Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 3 athletics and activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by our Treasure Valley resident and expert, Logan Green. LG, you're a busy guy these days. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like we, we go nonstop here. One season ends and another one begins almost immediately, but uh, almost like a it's almost like state tournament time <laughs> right now, to be honest, because uh, we've had this this tip off classic. But it, it's been really fun. It's always hard to get back into basketball like that first weekend because I'm I'm using I'm I keep saying on that drive and you know I'm so used to doing football I got to turn the page and fully get ready. But uh, it was fun to get back in the mix this weekend. Yes, uh, we are catching Logan in between sessions here at the. Capital Classic, a, a new tip-off tournament taking place at Northwest Nazarene University. We will talk more about that in a little bit. But you mentioned kind of straddling those lines between fall sports and winter sports, Logan. I feel like, me personally, I've been doing that for like a month now, just <laughs> right. in terms of getting everything ready on IdahoSports.com. So uh, just a refresher of what's going on at the site. Um, and this is really the time of year you can be checking in on IdahoSports.com every single day because we'll have something new whether it's just the scores from last night you know we get 95 percent of the scores in within 24 hours of the game being played and you're just not going to find that level of accuracy and detail anywhere else right so that's a big reason to come but also um we're taking one last look back at the fall sports season, Logan. We are publishing all of the all-conference teams around the state for boys and girls soccer, volleyball, and football. So every single conference or league that held a all-conference selection process and reported it to us, we've got it up on the website. Volleyball and soccer are already there, still working on football that should be done by the weekend. And so you might see a league that's missing and some coaches just decide not to do it, Logan, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So if, if it's missing, it's either A, hasn't been reported to us, and if that's the case, please send that information to me, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. We don't want to omit anybody, but sometimes leagues just don't hold all conference selections. But regardless, we wanted to honor all of those outstanding fall sports athletes one final time. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think I've seen that comment out there on social media. People are like, well, where's this league? And, and you've kindly responded they didn't send me anything they don't do it it's not my fault and then you know i think people like to like to play the victim and uh there's no victims here it's just sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't yeah and personally i like the all-conference teams better than the all-state teams that come out yeah. i think i think there's a little more not accuracy but just the all-state teams tend to be it's hard for a coach up in north idaho to vote on players from the right. treasure valley they're going to naturally defer to, okay, which team made it the furthest in the playoffs? Which team did I actually see in the semifinals? So, so I feel like the All-State teams are more like, it's like the Heisman Trophy. Okay, who are the best players on the best teams? I feel like the All-Conference teams are more representative of who were the best players. Right, right. Because they're, they're people that know, you know, those coaches see those guys play week in, week out, see them how they compare to other teams they've played. So you're right. You know, it, it's more indicative of who the best players are in the league. For sure. So all of that, all conference uh, stuff from the fall sports seasons are up on the site, IdahoSports.com. In terms of winter sports, Logan, 
uh, our girls basketball uh, previews launched two weeks ago. We had our first girls basketball coaches poll of the season, and we'll dive into those results here in, in just a second. Um, we are working on boys basketball previews now, Logan. This is kind of the opening week of boys hoops uh, all weekend. We're going to be working on getting those previews up on the site by the start of next week, Monday, Tuesday. All of our statewide boys basketball previews should be up on the site at idahosports.com. So you can, we're already starting to load in team pages, so you can check that out if you want. But all of the previews will be in at the start of next week. And then wrestling, Logan, is also getting started this week. Al Fontes, who does so much great work for Idaho wrestling, not just for idahosports.com, but he's also a coach um, and an advocate for wrestling in the state of Idaho. He is working on a mega, very comprehensive, very detailed statewide season preview for wrestling. Takes him a long time to put it together. So next week we'll have boys basketball previews. And then in two weeks, we'll have our statewide wrestling preview. So the week of December 11th, you can be on the lookout for our statewide wrestling preview. But in the meantime, Logan, wrestling fans don't fret because the matt chat prep cast is returning for a second season we will do uh the live matt chat prep cast it is a standalone wrestling only prep cast on idahosports.com it'll be live every tuesday night at 8 p.m mountain time we will take questions from the fans we'll talk about the biggest storylines going on in the sport of wrestling our first episode will be tuesday december 5th live at 8 p.m. on the idahosports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page. And then the next day, we'll put the audio in on the podcast feed as well. So, yeah, everyone has been asking me left and right about that. Hey, it's Matt- wrestling. <laughs> Matt Chat coming back. And, yes, the rumors are true. We'll be back starting on Tuesday the 5th. Very exciting. Yeah, maybe my, my nephew wrestles for Idaho Falls. Maybe I can slide you a, a 20 to promote him uh, as much as possible there, Brandon. Well, Co- Coach Nieder, the wrestling coach there at, in Idaho Falls, he's very active in, in the Matt Chat prep cast. Um, yeah, I, so they know each other. So he, his son and my nephew, my other nephew, they're good friends. So it's a it's it's a small world over there. It is. It's a tight-knit wrestling community for sure. So we're very excited to have all that great wrestling content coming your way as well. But Logan, let's start with girls basketball because that starts so much earlier than all of the other winter sports. I mean, Boise has played almost half of their schedule so far, which is just crazy to think about. Um, But we did have our first uh, coaches polls of the season for girls hoops. Um, And I, I thought we could just kind of break down each classification for 5A Logan. Boise checks in at number two. Why he is number five. And so your top five is Lake City, Boise, Coeur d'Alene, Rigby, Hawaii. I've got no qualms with the order here. I mean, just based on head-to-head results, Lake City beat Boise, Boise beat Coeur d'Alene. That's a pretty natural one, two, three right now. Right. And it, and this is going to change because Rocky Mountain beat Hawaii earlier this week. And, and that's going to change. And Hawaii's up north right now this week in one of those early season, you know, they, they hosted a team from the North earlier and now they will go up, up and be up North uh, later this week. And, and so the, they'll have the opportunity to play. Um, I believe them. Do they play? I think they're going to play Lake city again or no Rocky will play Rocky. Didn't get a chance. So excuse yes. me. Hawaii hosted those teams from the North and now Rocky mountain is going up North to play. They beat post falls, uh, but they're going to get Lake city and Coeur d'Alene here. Maybe a chance for Rocky mountain to make a name, I mean, Hawaii hung tough with those teams, and they beat Hawaii. So, I mean, uh, if you want to play that 
letter of translation game you can and say, uh, you know what, I think maybe Rocky flying a little under the radar right now in 5A. Yes. So uh, we're recording this on Friday, December 1st. So Thursday night, uh, Meridian fell to Coeur d'Alene. All these teams have come up to North Idaho. Meridian fell to Coeur d'Alene 70 to 26. You had uh, Lake City beat Eagle 69 to 53. And then Rocky Mountain went to Post Falls and uh, knocked off the Trojans 72 to 47. Um, and, and then they'll, they'll swap partners, Logan. It's like we're at a dance mm-hmm. here. And so Coeur d'Alene will play Eagle on Friday. Lake City will play Rocky Mountain. Post Falls will play Meridian. So the two games tonight with the Coeur d'Alene schools are going to be really intriguing to watch. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, just to wrap up Saturday, then you will have uh, Coeur d'Alene playing Rocky Mountain in a rematch of last year's 5A state championship game, by the way. Lake City will then play Meridian, and Post Falls will conclude with Eagle. I mean, you you look at it, Rocky Mountain beat Eagle by a very similar score that, that Lake City did. So I think that game is going to be a lot closer than maybe than people are thinking. And and you know what? If, if Rocky Mountain comes away this weekend 2-1, and one, um, there's no reason they shouldn't be bumped up into the top five. Yeah, and I think Hawaii could slide out there, certainly. Rigby's going to be tough because they're over in East Idaho kind of doing their own thing. We Mm -hmm. won't really see how they stack up against other teams from around the state until the Timber Lion tournament, which comes up at the end of December. But uh, so far, no qualms with the the coaches poll, except for I'd probably, like you said, swap out Rocky Mountain for Hawaii there. At the 4A ranks, Logan, Bishop Kelly checks in number two in the polls, right behind Shelly, number one, and uh, the 4A runner-up from a year ago. Uh, BK off to a nice start. Uh, they have had one setback so far, but otherwise, uh, you know, BK lost a lot to graduation. Caroline, not the player of the year, but they also do return some talent. Yeah, and their one loss is to Boise, and they held the Brave to only 49 points. It was 49 to 35. That's the that the closest game Boise's played all year <laughs> beside the one they lost. And, you know, BK is is looking strong. And, and you know, the, the 4A girls is stacked. I think, the, you know, you, you look at the top five, and it's across the state, right? You've got teams from the north that are good, teams from eastern Idaho that are good, and then BK over here. But it's going to be a tough league to get through no matter where you're at. Yeah, Sandpoint, the defending champion. Uh, you've got uh, Pocatello, who's really good. Minico just beat Pocatello. Twin Falls and Jerome are both really good this year. Uh, Skyline has the Shippen sisters. Shelly, of course, brings back a lot. So, yeah, 4A girls is going to be the most wide open this year. A lot of good teams at the top fighting statewide, for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally stacked. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Bishop Kelly's five and one on the season. Uh, they are one and zero in conference play. They've played Valley View. They'll play Emmett next week. Really, the big challenge for them is going to come against Columbia. They don't play the Wildcats until the new year, twenty twenty four. So we'll have to wait on Bishop Kelly there. If we go to the three A results, Logan, there is one team in the top five, and it's that old standby Parma, <laughs> the Panthers. Uh, check in at number five in the poll this week. Now, if you look at Parma's record, you're thinking, boy, they're one and two. Like That's not super overwhelming. But then you have to consider who have they played. Well, Coal Valley Christian and Melba, those are two, two yeah. A juggernauts. Yeah, and you know, there's no shame there. Coal Valley, I think they also beat Fruitland earlier this week too. Um, you know, they've just been on a rampage right now. So, so no shame there. But Parma is and has been just the, the top level of the 3A over here in the SRV for the last couple of years. And, 
you know, they've, we've, you know, we've snuck in a couple of teams. A couple of years ago, had three. Weezer won that play-in game. People weren't expecting them to do that, and they, we weren't expecting them to do that, and uh, they went up and did it. And so, you know, you got to watch out for the other teams as well. They might not be um, there right now, but but the, it's a long season. For sure. Uh, Homedale has played seven games already, Logan. They're four and three, and they are by default uh, in first place just because they've played a ton of games so far. Um, that conference is going to be interesting. Date to circle on the calendar for Parma, December 8th. They'll welcome Sugar Salem to town for a Friday night showdown at 7.30. Sugar Salem just beat Snake River, the defending 3A state champions, last night, Logan. So, I don't know. We, maybe we can have a planning meeting, see if we well, can We go. should. Yeah, that one should be on the schedule. I think yeah. that should be on the schedule. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm going to try and work on that this weekend, too. Maybe some interesting dates we could try to fill with some broadcasts and things like that. But, yeah. Uh, Sugar Salem at Parma Friday, December 8th is going to be a must see game for sure. Uh, if we go to the 2A poll, Logan, we talked about Cold Valley Christian and Melba. They're both in. The Chargers are ranked second. Their only loss this year has come to Grangeville, the team that's number one in the poll. And then Melba checked in in a tie for third with Malat. Kind of the same old story here. Mm-hmm. These two have just been uh, trading blows the past several years. Not even New Plymouth picking up some votes in there too. Again, this is going to be a snack league. Melba has been, you know, on top obviously at the end of last year. And you know what? It's it's uh, it's always tough to repeat, but it's tough to knock them off too. That they, you know, they're coming back, looking to go back to back this year. And Gold Valley also, I mean, they got two votes this week to be the top team. And like you said, the only that one loss right to Grangeville. Um, and, and they've been able to knock off top teams. I've listened, you know, some of these teams are challenging themselves out of conference, and that's what you want to do is you, you go and you challenge yourself. And that's what some coaches said when I talked to them before this tip-off classic, where this doesn't hurt me, right? You, you lose early, and I mean, it, you never want to lose, but ultimately at the end of the high school basketball season, you could go 0-20 during your regular season and win four games in mid-February, and you're, you're dancing, right? I mean, right. theoretically. So it really – doesn't hurt to go learn lessons to play these good teams and to see how you stack up and be ready for for uh for february yeah for sure uh melba and cole valley christian made that season opening trip up north and played grangeville and lapway on the opening weekend uh two really good teams those are melba's only two losses this year in grangeville or excuse me cole valley of course got the split they beat lapway but lost to grangeville another team just to keep an eye on at the two-way level logan ambrose i know they come in with a two and two record but Coach Kelly Barber has put together a very challenging schedule. They've already traveled to Declo, which is the heavy favorite to win District 4, but they're also a team that's going to be in the mix for a, for a trophy at State. Um, and now they're also traveling over to Ryrie this weekend to play in the Ryrie Bulldogs shootout. This is a, a girls' basketball tournament taking place over in Ryrie, and they played Malad, a team that was picked to win District 5 yesterday in the opening round of the tournament. Now they lost 63-42. to 42. They're going to turn around and play Marsh Valley today and then Saturday opponent to be determined. But this is a big legitimate tournament with a lot of the East Idaho 2A powers like Firth and Ryrie and Malad. Yeah. They're all there competing. And so Ambrose, with a challenging schedule, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing how they improve as the season goes along. Yeah, I mean, then you're also playing, like you said, Marsh Valley today, a 3A team. Um, it, it, it's a tough, again, opening schedule. It looks like teams are challenging themselves more. Um, we we wondered how this, you know, maybe Max Preps would 
would work and if people would want to play easier schedules, things like that. And uh, it really, it, it, it hasn't, I don't think really made much difference and people are wanting to go out and challenge themselves and be a better team and, and play better down the stretch. And I think you, you play those tough teams early and, and it helps you down the road. You, you learn what you do good. You learn what you do bad and, and you're ready to go when you see a team that's uh, quote on your level, right. Um, in your conference play. And, and, and you know what you've done, you've done the hard work and you're ready for the conference gauntlet. For sure. Uh, 1A D1, Logan, nobody in the top five in the coaches poll. And this is a league that is always wild and unpredictable. Too early to really glean too much from the results. But in a similar vein, Rimrock with a veteran coach, Kyla Jewett, uh, they have designs of competing for the district title and going to state. And they've put together a pretty challenging schedule. They've already played Oakley the 1A D1 runner-up from a year ago. They've played Richfield, a 1A D2 state participant the past several years, uh, and they've played Tri-Valley, a very good team with six mm-hmm. foot one Michaela Hart at the 1A D2 level. So yes, Rimrock is only 2-4, and four, but they open conference play on Monday against Victory Charter, and they're the team I'm kind of keeping an eye on here in 1A D1. Yeah, and like you said, it is unpredictable. It seems like somebody new is is thrown into the mix there. Liberty Charter is usually the team. We see them there pretty much every year, but there's always somebody else. Last year it was Greenleaf that made it. You know, we've seen Notice make it the year before that, you know, and, and, you know, it could be anybody that comes out of that. And guess we'll find out. Maybe it could be Rimrock. Rimrock comes a lot, right? Uh, On the girls' side, they are not strangers to the state tournament. I'll tell you a team that I've got on and that could be the surprise team this year. Cause there's always like a surprise team, right? Idaho city, I think has got some, some pretty impressive athletes. First year coach and Tim Brown, he had been an assistant prior to that, but I don't know. That's kind of my, my dark horse pick this year is Idaho city. I think so. I like it. We haven't seen them at state in a long time in basketball. It's been a while for the wildcats. Yeah, so good luck there. And then at the 1AD2 level, Logan, first coach's poll of the year, Council tied for second in the poll. Uh, They are uh, tied with Dietrich. Kendrick is number one, but again, very early in the season. How did did Tri-Valley not get a vote? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. They are 4-0, and all four of those wins are against 1A Division I teams. But I'm just a guy that talks, so... (laughs) Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how Tri-Valley doesn't get a vote there. I'm not going to question the, uh, the coaches that are voting in the poll. Now I will say that, uh, some of these coaches probably cast their ballots before the week's action started. And so Tri-Valley at that point was two and zero. uh, but since then they have picked up, they have, they have picked up very impressive wins over Liberty charter and Rimrock to one AD one schools. So, and, and, you know, they play today, today's Friday, they play garden Valley today, and that will be a, a good test for them. And then council the week after that on Wednesday. So we should learn more, a little bit more about, um, Tri-Valley the next two games. Cause usually those are the other two teams in the mix. Here in the long pen, it, it, it's Garden Valley, it's it's Tri Valley, and then of course it's Council. All right, Logan. Wednesday, December sixth, the next Wednesday, Tri Valley at Council. We sending yeah. you there to do the game? <laughs> that would be another good one. That would be a that would be another good one. Yeah, and and they they do a lot of double headers too. So it's I, I haven't looked at the boys' schedule, but it's probably a girls' boys' double header. Speaking of the Council boys, Logan, they are. Uh, they're a program that's lost a lot to graduation, right? They lost four or five starters, depending on 
you know, who was playing in the lineup at five really good leaders. They lost their head coach. Uh, he, he moved on. They have a new coach this year. And at the same time, here comes council out of the gates on the boys side, Logan, they're competing in this. It's called the border brawl. It's called the Idaho, Oregon border brawl payette mm -hmm. Weezer and council have gone over to Nissa to play Nissa Burns and Ontario in a little, you know, round robin tournament to start the year. Now council fell in their first game last night um, to, I'm trying to remember who they Nis played. They I think played it was Nissa. Nissa. But is it like how does that compare? I think Nissa would be a two A school here, maybe even pushing a three A. Like that was not. Uh, it's not like they went over and played a a team playing six man football or something like that. Like they played a a bigger school in Nissa, um, and and you know that's going to be a tough game no matter what. But even with all the the changes that Council has had with um, with the turnover at coach and and some of the players gone, that's going to be a tough task no matter what. Yeah, and so also I saw this on social media. Um, not only is Council working in a bunch of new players and new leaders this year, but for, for this game last night against Nissa, they were missing most of their seniors um, because uh, every every senior in, in high school has to do a senior project, right, Logan? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the Council seniors were presenting their senior projects yesterday, and so they were not there with the Council basketball team. So it was a lot of juniors and sophomores. Your leading scorer last night ended up being uh, Garrison Zelensky with 11 points. We recognize his name from football. Yeah, you look at the stats, and <laughs> it's really funny. I, I think maybe I saw the same post you did. Um, but uh, Owen Hatfield scored a bunch of points. Zelensky scored a bunch. Of, uh, you know, Wyatt Vining, I think, was on that list as well. And it's like, well, these guys are the starters on the football team. I know you're missing your seniors. But, you know, it doesn't always translate. It's really funny how players can be very good at football, but then you don't see them on the basketball court. You know, it's it's not – it's obviously not the same sport. And you don't, you don't see tons of players going to the NBA and the NFL at the same time. So – uh, we recognize the names, but definitely not the exact same sport out there for them. But, uh, yeah, great job for them and those seniors having to miss them. That, that always makes it tough, especially going up against a bigger school like that. Definitely. Hey, I did want to give another individual shout out here. Uh, this is also something I saw on social media earlier this week. Caldwell beat, and this is girls basketball. Sorry to backtrack here, but mm -hmm. I was thinking about it. Caldwell beat Valley View 51 to 38. Caldwell, I think, is going to be a team that's going to be on the fringes there. Yeah. Um, the best player in that district uh, for a SIC that doesn't get any publicity, any love, any attention is Tamar Callender for Caldwell. She is a dynamic athlete mm -hmm. in that game, Logan, 10 points, nine steals, four, four assists, three blocks. Man. That is filling up the stat sheet. It's hard to get a couple of steals, but to get nine of them, man. Uh, that that's impressive. That's a tough defensive effort. How many, you said four blocks, three blocks. Yeah. Three, I mean, uh, four blocks, three steals. So or, uh, three rebounds. Sorry. So she essentially 13 times down the court took it away from Valley view, <laughs> yeah. whether she blocked it, blocked a shot or she stole it away from them. That was 13 possessions that she altered right there. That's impressive. Yeah. And, I, and Caldwell, I think has been impressive. I mean, they had a non-conference win over Burley, um, and that's always a good thing to pick up. So, yeah, watch out for them. I know we're backtracking, but the Cougars would be fun to see them back at state.
they're just a team that never gets the the love and attention. And so I wanted to give them a, a little shout out here on the prep cast. And, and if there's a team, a player, a story that you're like, Hey, how come nobody's talking about this? Send it into Brandon at IdahoSports.com or Logan at IdahoSports.com. And we'll gla- we'll gladly break it down for you right here on the prep cast. That's what it's all about uh, for sure. So yes, we've had uh, Payette and Weezer in council competing at this uh, early season border brawl over in Nissa, Oregon, Logan. And then of course there is the other uh, kind of kickoff tournament to start things this year in the treasure Valley, uh, the capital classic. Now this is something they've done in volleyball the past couple of years, uh, but the capital classic for the first time in boys basketball tip off tournament hosted by capital high school at Northwest Nazarene University in yeah. Nampa, pretty good field. You've got Capital and Bora from the 5A SIC ranks. You've got Bishop Kelly and Ridgeview from the 4A SIC ranks. You had Post Falls and Lewiston travel down, a couple of 5A schools from the north. You had Blackfoot travel from the east. They're a 4A program. And then the Baker Bulldogs, perennial juggernaut from Baker City, Oregon, came over as well. Yeah, and uh, man, they put it to Bora yesterday. I mean, it was it was really never close. Um, Bora trailed early, and Baker. I mean, there was a running clock in the fourth quarter for that game. Baker was in control, and they looked really good. Uh, and it was it was fun to see them play. They they put it on. They were good. Uh, the, you know, the Treasure Valley teams d- did pretty well. I mean, outside of that game, the Treasure Valley teams won. Capital took care of Blackfoot. Uh, Ridgeview knocked off um, who they, Lewiston, so they knocked off a 5A school. Uh, great job there for Ridgeview. And then, of course, uh, Bishop, I guess Post Falls beat Bishop Kelly, so I forgot about that one. But um, it, 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 was a good, it, it was a good first day of the tournament. Um, lots of good action. Um, besides, really, besides Bora, um, everything was, was a little, um, little interesting down the stretch, so to say. There, there was some drama. Uh, in everything and uh um brandon uh so the start get this case of the capital game i don't know how much of it you watched probably in and out of it but it was 77 to 53 when that fourth quarter started yeah the final score was 95 (laughs) to 84 i'm telling you capital was up by what 24 points at the start of the fourth quarter and blackfoot got it to four with about a minute and a half to go, it was eighty-five to eighty-one, and Blackfoot did it. They they were missing players. Uh, I, I I don't have the sheet in front of me. Somebody technicaled out of the game early. There were six. There were seven technical fouls in this game. One of them was on the bench for the Blackfoot coaches, um, but six on players. I mean, it got a little chippy, and and some of them were like, uh, Morell <laughs> for um. For capital, he 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 drained this deep three, and then he he you know he had some some kind words to say to the defender in front of him, so he got teed up. Blackfoot player threw a ball at somebody, he got teed up. Um, it was it got a little hairy late in that one, and um, you know the officials just trying to stay on top of it. Um, and, and I think half of those technicals were were due to taunting, and and and, and that. I get it. You know, you want to be excited, but you know, there, there's a time and a place and it's not in your, your opponent's face. And, and that was kind of where the disappointment was for me, at least in, in watching that, that there was a lot of 
take that on both sides to each other. And and I get it. Like you want to, you want to win and do it with your team, not in the other player's face. It can be so hard too, when it's the first game of the season, it, you've got it, all it this can. pent up energy and now you're yes. finally actually playing in a game. And, yeah. and that was, you know what? And I kind of, you know, we, we, me and Glenn just said, and that was the comment we had to each other. It's just like, you're just excited to be there. You're playing on a college court. And it is funny when they play on that college court, there's three three-point lines. There's the first arc that's the high school line. And then there's the second arc, which I don't – is that the women's college hoops line? Yeah. I'm not sure what the second one is. And then the third one is the college line. They were using – and you could see the officials even. Like they they didn't put their hand up because their foot was on the college line. And then late – oh, oh yeah, that was a three. They're, you know, they are even – looking at the college line because it's the, the the dark one out there that that they think they're going off of and they're missing it and uh they were the players were using that as their three-point line um most of the threes made were behind that college line in this for every game in the tournament and there were some that were four or five feet behind the college line in this game or in all of the games especially that Capital Blackfoot, there was a lot of points there. But it's just interesting to see players can shoot from way deep. It, it, you know, that that high school, that it just inter- how the game has gone more from going down low and, and trying to go inside to an outside game, where now the high school players are essentially hitting NBA range threes just like it's no big deal. Um, they don't need to be inside to hit those shots. Everybody is shooting them outside. And, they, you know, some games had a lot of that. And then some games had... Uh, big players going inside. I mean, uh, Tiddens for Ridgeview was our player of the game as they knocked off 5A Lewiston, and he had himself a game down low. He had dominated inside the post, had a nasty two-handed slam in that game. It just it, I was very impressed with Ridgeview, and I think their game with Capital is going to be very good. I'm disappointed. I have something I have to do, so uh, Ryan and Lucas are going to do that game tonight, and I'm kind of disappointed I don't get to see it because – I really think that's going to be a sneakily good game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Um, so, yes, let's talk about the, quickly the final scores from yesterday. You had at the top of the bracket, Baker beats Bora 61-28. to Then in our second game, Ridgeview beat Lewiston 61-53. Capital got that 95-84 to win over Blackfoot. Mm-hmm. And then in the nightcap, Post Falls beats Bishop Kelly 60-53. to And I feel like we've buried the lead here a little bit. IdahoSports.com is broadcasting yes, all of Yes, we're the- there for <laughs> yes. it all. <laughs> we're, we're broadcasting all of the games from the Capital Classic. So if you're listening to this on Friday, the matchups today, Logan. First, we start on the consolation side of the bracket. Uh, the first game up today is going to be. Uh, let me make sure I've got Lewiston the right. and Blackfoot should be first. Yeah, that's going to be at three thirty. I just wanted to get the time right, and then uh, Bora and Bishop Kelly will play at five in another consolation game, and then the semifinals tonight, Logan. Capital Ridgeview at six thirty. That's kind of yep. the big game that's circled, and then. Baker will play post falls at eight o'clock tonight. And then we will have a seventh place game, a fifth place game, a third place game and the championship all on Saturday games will start on Saturday at 10. I think it's at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. 10, 10 o'clock. So um, you can see the list of games by clicking on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. But that's a good way to take in some early hoops action. Yeah. Yeah, just put it on while you're working. You know, if you got nothing else to do, just have it on on the iPad on your third screen, whatever, and uh, 
We'll be there for all of it. Should be fun. And like I mentioned earlier, the games will run late. The last game didn't tip off till almost, I think it was past nine o'clock and it was supposed to start at eight. So if you're waiting for a game, and you don't see it, go back and check the game before it and see if we're still live there. Cause that's probably what's going on. Yep. So anyways, good luck today, Logan, uh, calling uh, yeah. the early games at the Capitol classic. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Basketball season is off and rolling. And of course, wrestling coverage uh, picks up again next week with the Matt chat prep cast returning Tuesday nights, eight o'clock on the Idaho sports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page. It is our standalone wrestling only podcast we do every single week so all right logan uh, i know you've got to run you've got you've got some games to yeah go i need call. to get ready for my stuff it's been a busy kind of wild couple of days just trying to get it all together it really does it feels like a state tournament there's tons of games to cover tons of stuff to get ready before every day so yeah i'm gonna go do that now i, I hope they're feeding you well <laughs> at the capital there's Classic. been no time to do yeah. i mean it's like like literally we end the stream and we start the next one I mean, it is it, and then somebody runs down to talk to the coaches, and we are ready to go. And it is, um, so luckily I had a bag of candy and little snacks in my oops, lost my earbud there, and other little random things to snack on throughout the day. So we, so we, so we survive. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, Matt Harris, the athletic director at Ryrie, longtime you know IdahoSports.com broadcaster, mm -hmm. uh, they're hosting a tournament. We talked about Ambrose is there playing the Ryrie Bulldog Shootout. He must have it figured out because look at these tip-off times, Logan, for the for the Ryrie Bulldog Shootout today: three twenty, four fifty-five, six thirty. 805 yeah, so whatever he's he's got something figured out there with the tip-off times for sure <laughs> he's, a, he's a wizard he did the pa at the at the whole arena this year for the state tournaments and it was awesome yeah so anyways lots of good basketball coverage going on of course you can always check in at idahosports.com for all of the scores and schedules and of course all those boys basketball previews and wrestling previews are on the way as well plus our all conference teams from the fall sports season all right thanks for tuning into the treasure valley Prepcast, everybody for logan green i'm brandon bainey and we will see you next time on idahosports